Hello, welcome to episode number three of Comedy Guy with Lewis Zezarin. And I'm recording a special intro for this one. I'll tell you about it in a moment. I'm here, it's Monday morning, I'm in front of my computer and I've got this new episode. We've only got half of it. I'll tell you all about it. I had a really nice weekend. Uh, I did two shows on Friday night. We had a show in Viliandi at Cheers. It was super nice. Outside, perfect weather. Fuck all those people at Weekend Festival. We did it in Viliandi. And it was really nice. We had like 100 people turn up. Uh, super nice to perform outside. I felt relaxed. Very cool atmosphere. And then yesterday, uh, well, not yesterday, on Saturday, I was out doing a summer days out at uh, Nipadanu, out at Oyako. It's like a Pukemaya. And uh, we had a company party out there. They do water activities. They run around. They play football and all kinds of stuff. And then the evening, uh, oh, by the way, fantastic food at Oyako. Uh, they make the, they grill the stuff there on site. It was the best. And after dinner, I did a little stand-up show. And they had a nice little kind of area outside. They had a sound guy set up some speakers for me. I used my own microphone. Very important with stand-up comedians. We're attached to the microphone. I think it's because that's all we've got. Like a guitarist has their guitar. I must play on my particular guitar or instrument. We don't have an instrument. All I've got is this thing that I hold on to. And we always want a Shura SM58 microphone, wired. None of this wireless crap. Like a comedian will occasionally, like very rarely hear a crack. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, that's it. Microphone, need a wire. No, no, no. Like we get super superstitious uh, about our stuff so we've got our own mics I don't know it makes me feel better and I had a really nice time uh, usually the company parties are associated with being more difficult you know it's not the comedy club we're out we're in the countryside somewhere or in a terrible nightclub or we're in some party room that the birthday party or the company party's at and they're like yo come along do some comedy entertain the people can you do jokes about golf no we don't have jokes about golf but we'll just make people laugh how's about that and uh, so often the company party is much harder, but this was great. Uh, the people were very cool. They listened to me. Um, you kind of got to be your own host because you kind of like they've just had dinner. And all of a sudden, here I am, guys, here to tell you the jokes now. Uh, so if you can do like your own little hosting and your own little introduction and uh, then you can set it up. What I did was that I had like some company members, like some some boss, some CEO and some manager who wanted to talk. So I introduced them and I was like, yeah, because I'm a stand-up comedian, I've always got openers. Here's my first opener. It's the CEO. And it was so dumb. So that is extremely silly. I agree. But it worked and it made a silly little atmosphere. And I had a good time and I did a nice show and that's all I want to do is do good shows. That's the best feeling. So I had a really nice weekend. Yesterday, I sat down with my PlayStation 1. I played PlayStation 1 all day. And remember, uh, like these days, everything's on the hard drive, right? You don't even have to buy a game anymore. It just comes digitally down to your device. It gets downloaded. But PlayStation 1, there's no download solution. There's no hard drive. So you've got to burn CDs like back like 2002 style. I got a stack of blank CDs. I got a burner. You know those big folders you used to have? And like, it looks like shit and like you've written all over the CD really badly. And I try to write on the CDs like in a really nice way, but I'm, I'm kicking an old school and I love those old PlayStation one games. Love myself a little Crash Bandicoot, little Gran Turismo 2. 
absolutely beautiful. That's how I unwind and what I did yesterday. And now it's Monday morning and I'm going to release this podcast. So what happened with this one is I went all the way to Tartu to talk to my friend, my partner, my buddy, my brother in arms, Sandro Igas, uh, one of our most well-known comedians, one of the most accomplished. He's doing his third solo tour. He just did that. It was amazing. I went all the way to interview Sander and then basically my laptop fucked up the second half of the interview. Yes, uh, you got the MacBook OS X, it goes to sleep. I don't know, it's snoozing. It's thinking of being back with Steve Jobs. I don't know what my MacBook's thinking about, but it fucked up the audio in the second half. I learned a lesson and I was like, what do I do with this? You know, I was pretty disappointed. I drove all the way to Tartu. Uh, the guys had to take buses to Viliandi because I couldn't drive them because I had to go to Tartu and do this podcast. And then I fucked up half of it. Hmm. And what do you do? So I decided to just put it out. Fuck it. Fuck it. It doesn't matter because this is podcasting, right? Just do it. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, I didn't edit the episode properly. Oh, it doesn't have a proper story arc. Who gives a fuck? Just do it. So with that, I'm just putting it out there. Sander's my good friend. We're going to talk lots in the future. This is not the last time we're going to talk. The point is that with all this stuff, you got to just do it, people. Just get it out there. So here I am recording a new intro. Uh, and I'm just, I just want to push it out. I've got another interview coming up on Friday. I'm going to be talking to Ikevald Runup uh, about, because he's a guitar player, but he also manages himself. And he's been living in Stockholm for a while. And I'm key, super keen to talk about him. How does an independent musician get by? How do you hustle? How did you make that? And he felt that he had to kind of leave Estonia. And he feels that like Scandinavia is a bit more developed. And I want to talk about what does that mean? Like what's in Stockholm that you can take an advantage of that we can't do here? And not in like some fuck you Swedish way. That's typically what I would say. But I want to know, why did he feel like there's more opportunities in Stockholm and not in, I don't know, London or New York or something like that? Um, so I've got some more stuff coming up. Uh, so we're just going to put out this podcast with Sander. We talk about Comedy Estonia because that's all we talk about. Like we work all day, every day. And what I discovered talking, 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 and talking, and talking, and talking to my friend Sander is that uh, it's very hard to interview someone that you know really well. And we work all day, every day. It's all the shows. It's multiple stuff happening throughout the week. Multiple stuff every day that we need to talk and coordinate on. And then it's very hard to go like, okay, let's abstract and just talk about your general thoughts. So I'm learning. And, uh, you know, Sanders got a lot of ideas. I love hearing what I say. Uh, it's that relationship that we have that if I'm the manager, he's the artist and it's his job to go away and make the best stuff that he can make the best comedy. That's what I want him to do. And it's my job to organize the shows and make sure that everything rolls and everything's good and that the show is fitting in line with his vision. I mean, let's say it's an easier example to talk about Sanders tour. Uh, and what I'm trying to do now is demonstrate the difference or the uh, the roles of artist and manager. So his job is to create the funniest stand-up comedy show that he can. But also, I need to go then go away and promote that show, work with the venue, work with the marketing, and then also talk to him and find out what's his vision for the show. 
What's his, what's the name of the show? What's his vision for the theme? How does the style, because all those things, I need to then take little elements of that and roll that into the marketing, roll that into how we do the venue, roll that through everything, right? It all starts with the artist's vision. And then that's what I work from. So if you're a young artist, think about, you got to think about all things, not just making your work. How is it presented? You're doing a CD. What is the, what does the DVD look like? What is the, how are people consuming it online? Have a think about how do you expect people to be listening to your work and how are they going to do it? And that's why I love stand-up comedy, live stand-up comedy, because we control the environment as well. So we can write the stuff, but we also control those two hours that you're in the room and we set the vibe that we want. And I think comedians are very used to controlling end-to-end where maybe if you're a guitar player, you you book that gig in the bar. There's a lot of stuff you can't necessarily control. There's going to be people in the bar. It's not really a formal event that people show up to, but as much as possible, young artist, control your shit. Don't let others set the creative thing. Like there, there are elements of the creative process, like like you write a great song, but all those other elements, you've got to just not let others take care of that for you like find your manager find your trusted person let them take care of it but don't let a venue manager don't let an independent person don't let someone from the outside set your creative way forward because i'll tell you what venue won't understand and that's not because a venue is bad a venue manager does not understand you i guarantee you and that's fine because they're just the venue manager, they're looking after the venue, that's what they do. It's up to you to have that clear vision of what you want from this performance, how you're gonna communicate it to the people, what like feeling that you wanna leave the people with. Think about all that stuff, give them that experience, whatever your artwork might be. All right, we're gonna go into this talk with Sander. Uh, we're upstairs, it's a Friday night. We've been watching Dota downstairs because he loves Dota. And I dragged him upstairs and I talk a little bit about Comedy Estonia, uh, a little bit about his thoughts uh, about our group. Um, because remember, most of the Comedy Estonia crew is Estonian and Estonian speaking. Uh, naturally, where I'm English and I don't speak Estonian. And that's a weird dynamic that we've got to dig into a lot. Like how is it that I keep doing this when I don't really understand all of their act. That's a weird thing to think about. I manage these comedians and I don't understand their direct words. I actually think what it does is it stops me from getting annoyed by them. Like I can just take a joke and go, yeah, people laugh or they don't laugh. But when you hear a joke, when anyone hears a joke that you understand, you all, it, that joke probably has a point of view. And you also decide whether you like that worldview, that point of view. Is it a, is it joking about something you like? Is it offending you or something that's near to you? Or you care a bit about the context where I don't understand their jokes. So I don't care about all that stuff. I just care objectively how good is the joke? How is the audience responding to it? And so we've come to use these little things to our advantage because... Just take whatever you got, try to make the best out of it. And that's what we're doing. So let's follow in right now. This is my 50 minute long talk with Sander. I know we cut out briefly at the end. We cut out at the end abruptly. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll be back this time next week with another episode for you. Thanks guys.
Kind of talk into the red dot right about there, like it makes a big difference. Yeah, that's what I think kind of went yeah. for, sort of. And if I sort of lean back, then I can't really move, move away from it. <laughs> right, yeah, me too. I've parked myself in this corner here. I don't... Um, the, the comedy corner. We've got the comedy corner here. Oh, wait, I'll just pull the mixer gently. Like oh, this. that's so professional. Yeah, I know, I'm total pro. Oh, fuck. Just tug the cable. Tug the cable. Tug it, baby. Tug it. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's really good. So, Ari is getting paid regular spots at Yuck Yucks. Nice. And he says 10 bucks a go, and, but you're in there with, with Yuck Yucks. That's cool. Um, he said he's going to be Kevin Hart in four months. So. <laughs> I believe it. Absolutely. Yeah, he has three months to go. <laughs> um, I'll start the podcast then. I um, this is my episode number three, and I'm here with my friend Sandro Igas. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, good. I'm gonna get you to shut up for a bit because now I'm actually gonna do my proper introduction. Awesome. It's okay. <laughs> no, um, I've been. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Welcome to the Lewis podcast with Lewis. Lewis podcast presented by Lewis. It's the Lewis podcast. I know with Lewis Zazarin. Yes. Oh, it's the Zazarin man. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's all about branding baby branding um yeah i've been trying to get guests but it turns out there's only like six people that are on my short list that i really want to talk to and it's not like they have time for me they're busy people um but so yeah got me yeah they got you i'm not very good apparently i was the same to casper i was just like come the fuck on the show um that's kind of what i do uh, i'll keep i'm trying i'm working on things so i'm doing this this uh i, I was trying to get the, those interviews coming and also, I'm trying this format that I learned from Jocko Willink, or at least I've heard him do, where he takes a really interesting book and then just breaks it down and uses that to talk about stuff. So right now I'm reading the book, uh, The War for Late Night, which is about uh, The Tonight Show and Jay Leno and uh, Conan O'Brien and how all that shit went down. And then kind of going through and going, oh, that's a really interesting point. All right. And then I'll talk about it. So we're going to see whether Lewis's book reports work. In a couple of weeks' time, hopefully that's going to be the next uh, episode. If I can read that fast, which um, look, I wasn't in the top classes. I'm not going to lie to you. In case oh, you it's not enough. today. No, it's not today. Oh, no. thank God. No, it's not. You know, back at school, I put you in the corner, and you're like, no, you're going to do that. So what I, everything keeps changing, and that's the whole idea of doing these podcasts. That no one knows what's up yet. These formulas are still to be cracked. You can do whatever style you want as long as you want. And I'm like, all right, why don't I start talking to the guys? Because I have all these dudes next to me who are very interesting when they want to be. And uh, why don't I talk to them? So here I am with Sander Uyghurs. And I don't even like, I was starting to think about, because I hadn't even thought that I should talk to you. It's just like, I don't know. I don't Thank even you. know where to start. There's too much. There's too much to the man. Oh, yeah, sure. But, um, yeah, I guess because we do so much, we work, like, kind of all day, every day, a lot of the time with each other. Yeah, you don't really want to, you know, like, uh, put extra appointments on there. <laughs> like, say, right now, where I've dragged you to record. Uh, no, it's, it's in it's my house. Uh, it's cool. It's I, have <laughs> to, I, I literally I had to move, like, what, 
10 meters from my chair to my other chair. So <laughs> this is not too bad for me. Uh, yeah, we're in the Charles Barkley wallpaper room uh, of the Sandrigas mansion here on uh, in Tartu. Uh, on, Which is on, on sale. So all the rich foreigners <laughs> listening. <laughs> Get your mansion in Tartu, you know? That's right. It's a beautiful... Looking over the hill, there's a moat, there's a big lake. We've got, like, Everything. surfs lions. working. Lions. tight giraffes. Beautiful giraffes. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much like... What's the Michael Jackson place? Neverland? Oh, Neverland, yes. Yeah, yes, without yeah. the raping. Okay, much. without the raping. <laughs> With less raping. Okay. You know, well... Oh, you know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> when Roger's around and then Rano's around and, yeah. like, with each other and, oh, my God. Boys will be boys. <laughs> um, and I'm dragged you away because downstairs... Now, this weekend, there's a Dota tournament Not on. this weekend. Not this weekend. It's for two weeks. Oh, so two weeks. Uh, yeah, the it's thing. the international, which is, like... Uh, What's Dota? The World Championship. Uh, a computer game. Okay. <laughs> but there's one Estonian guy pretty good at it, which kind of makes Estonian people interested in, in it way maybe a bit more okay because there's a possibility that an Estonian dude like a Tartu dude will be uh, the world champion and I think the most popular game in the world it's not maybe I'm I'm, I'm way under informed to say this statistics basically but you're not under informed enough that you're sitting downstairs enthusiastically watching it like Going, woo, cheer, go, ooh, and I'm looking at it like it's another foreign language that I don't understand. Yeah, because uh, the game uh, Dota uh, started from from a Warcraft 3 um, like um, special mode or a special map type. Like It started from original Warcraft Heroes, mm. and I played that like shitloads in high school. <laughs> okay. So I haven't really played the new game, but the basics are pretty much the same, so you still understand what's going on. Okay. So you, okay, and you and and it's clearly a very good spectator sport. Then is that? What oh it's yeah, because uh, I've been watching like regular sports my whole life, mm. but esports is way better in that sense because they don't get tired, you know. And, <laughs> uh, what you fuckers? Yeah, and they're allowed to like blow each other up and all that. Uh, but no, uh, kind of yeah, the like without a, just the delivery of sort of excitement or something mm. like a football match you watch for 90 minutes uh and for two minutes of it it's kind of interesting but yeah Dota, for me if if you're kind of if you know what's going on then yeah for the as you heard yourself for the whole match you're pretty much yelling alongside yeah the whole thing i'm like what yeah, but oh, oh yeah you still need like a friend with mm. it because if I'm watching it home alone, then I'm not doing the yelling part. Yeah. That's like a social thing, you know. And aren't you, wait, am I remembering this correctly? You're some sort of friggin' freak at Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. I, I mean, we just played it shitloads as we, when we were kids. Mm. And uh, I, at some point, I just put on some random Twitch stream with ha which had like, like 15,000 people watching someone playing Mario, which mm. I obviously mean she, he should be good, and he wasn't. <laughs> so, I mean, I've never went to a tournament, but I think I would be... I think I'm pretty good at the game, yeah. Just through sheer practice? Yeah, just oh. to sheer loneliness as a kid <laughs> and actually having the console at home. Because it takes more, but like, there's a lot of sad kids around, and there's yeah. a lot of kids with video games, but not all of them. 
become like so proficient at a game? Uh, what is it oh, in you digging you, at you? Uh, say that uh, my hmm, I always get these confused. Uh, nephew or a cousin? I oh. I don't have nephews, right? I have cousins. Cousins, they're the equal ones. Too. Yeah, the equal yeah, the ones. Equal ones yeah. Uh, my cousin <laughs> had the same console and the same game, mm. so every time we got together, it was kind of like a test of skill. So you had to put your practice in before Christmas ca- came or it was just kind of, you know. That's a, you know what, I'm, what I'm thinking about right there. So you had you, your, your cousin and you guys met and you had the same game and the same console, yeah. right? So you, and you were both doing well with that. Where I had my friend, Owen, and he had a Super Nintendo, but I went, uh, 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 I need variety. I need to maximize the efficiency in this situation. I'll get the Mega Drive from Sega so that there's a greater variety of games around. Yeah, but... Where, if I had just got the same one, I could have swapped fucking games with him and it would have been way better. I was a difficult child. Yeah, but we didn't have other consoles. There were like a hundred Super Nintendos that came on a boat from Poland some <laughs> for some reason on a boat. And yeah, we just happened to get, get two of them. <laughs> in the family. Yeah, yeah. no, it wasn't yeah. like a coincidence. Yeah, someone in the family got two. And yeah. Yeah, that's why, how we got them. Because it wasn't, no, you didn't go to us. Sh- it was something like we got those, at like, let's say, 93 something. Mm. And okay. at 93, a Nintendo for sure wasn't in the stores here. Yeah, okay, right. Because 93 yeah. was, what, three years of... I think that bitch still trips me out when I think about the really early days. Like, hey, it didn't instantly, like, friggin' flip over. And then all of a sudden, a stockman pops up out of nowhere, selling everything the next day. There's still years upon years until even kind of regular products are... Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, the reason we had this house, we have this house is my... uh, My dad was like pretty much 20, 25 something when we got to the new country or our own whatever country, which is like a perfect time to start hustling and doing your thing and whatever. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, So they pretty much what they did is they had a truck, like a semi-trailer type thingy. And they drove it up out to Europe until they found something to buy, which we didn't have in Estonia, and br- and brought it back, <laughs> and then just sold it. And there was like hundreds, maybe thousands of people doing the same thing. Yeah, sure. Pretty much what what they do with alcohol from Latvia now. <laughs> <laughs> they remember the old ways. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then it was yeah, just random electronics or whatever. And uh, I mean, I remember when they came back with a truck full of just watermelons. Yeah, right. And they, and they were just selling, like... Oh, yeah. Because there was just anything, because there was just such a desire for anything yeah, yeah. from the West. Like, f- straight from the truck, people pretty much lined up and the word carried pretty pretty quick. Hey, they have watermelons. Yeah. Sold it in a couple hours and then just drove back. And that's it. It's watermelons it is today. Today, hey, remember Watermelon Day when the watermelon truck came? It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't go... To, you didn't go to the store and, hey, this they're not ripe yet, maybe, no. Yeah, there's none of this. The right. watermelon man came and... <laughs> You either got watermelons <laughs> or no. You didn't get watermelons. The, the uh, yeah, the, that's the stuff that still sounds so crazy to me. Um, yeah, the, the just there was there's this time in the middle where normal life hasn't resumed yet, and it almost seemed like for a few days there's a little bit of lawlessness or something, kind of a little bit in the middle there. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, mm. uh, cleaning up a few days ago. We found an old gun randomly <laughs> from the house. 
And then, sure, I, okay. then I asked yeah. my mom about it, like, why did my dad have a gun? And yeah. You know, the times and the times <laughs> and sometimes you have gun. <laughs> sometimes you have gun, sometimes not. Yeah. But all time win. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, how... <laughs> Um, how is it for you all the time to always have to speak English to me? Is that fucking annoying to you? Does it give you the fucking shit? Um, not really. Uh, it's good practice. Uh, I mean, it doesn't show from the podcast, uh, <laughs> but my English has gotten like a million times better in the last couple of years. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I have to talk into a mic or something, then it all goes away okay because yeah. when i think about what i'm gonna say then it's uh these things happen like I, oh what is next word but just working with you i've like gained the ability to to like have a casu casual chat in english with someone basically if i travel now and if i start talking to someone who speaks english mm. like they actually talk to me <laughs> they don't go they yes bathroom that way basically like if you ask them something they actually answer you because they oh he might actually get what i'm gonna sure. tell him right uh which is pretty cool uh but yeah the other part of it is you know uh, uh there's always this kind of uh something gets lost in translation yeah. type things uh but no i mean i don't think it's an issue and to be honest in estonia in tartu let's say if i was working in it or whatever mm. it would be half english anyway and yeah and since the end goal is to do stand up mostly in english anyway then this practice practice is obviously pretty good mm -hmm. but yeah no to answer your question it's fucking annoying <laughs> that um yeah that shit about english i never understood that like yeah because we just sort of developed a thing right I, i talk you talk i don't know somehow we worked it out but I never understood that that was something interesting until like a company actually paid me to go and talk to their employees about what we do. And then I even dragged Carl in front of the audience and I said, oh, you're going to talk about English. Carl's now going to speak to them in Estonian. And, and uh, he somehow told, talked to the Estonians directly about what it's like to have to work and that shit. And uh, I got to find a way to make some more money from that. <laughs> Could be a good idea uh, for, for what we've worked out. But um yeah it's um yeah i i but sometimes uh, i don't i don't feel guilty isn't the word that i feel but more like i understand that you've got to work a lot harder to express yourself sometimes yeah but that also kind of adds the layer of uh, i always like if let's say we present an idea or work on something there's this extra added layer of proofreading every time just because i have to convey it in a different language yeah sure. so basically if i have something like that sounds like a really good idea in my head and then i translate it kind of and read it back and then it's, oh okay this is fucking dumb it just <laughs> kind of sounded good in my head yeah. uh but yeah since i have to kind of translate it then that means i actually have to word everything out mm. which kind of adds a good dynamic in a sense uh uh like a lot of uh a lot of i think a lot of dumb ideas never get presented <laughs> sort of <laughs> i always just thought it was because you guys talk between each other and then like just go hey that's a dumb idea but now i realize it was just 
kind of on your own having to do it. Yeah. That kind of self-editing, self-reflection part. Yeah, I guess that hits us a lot in a lot of different ways. We have to think about how shit moves between languages and that adds a new kind of spin on everything. Yeah. But I mean, if it makes you do less dumb shit, then that's... However however it works, it's good somehow, I think. Because we've got this kind of weird situation where you guys can all communicate in Estonian. Yeah. And I don't mind, right? Like, fucking go for it. I'm going to be like, guys, speak English, okay? I need to understand. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. And it's okay. Um but there's still a lot of stuff that goes by me and a lot of stuff like in the dynamic of the group that just, you know, gets to the wordplay. How, I don't know, how do you, how do you guys feel about that as a group? Because I don't mind that much. I am, I'm often quite fine on my own and particularly after I've been pumping all day long and rocking on and shit. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't mind that, that chill time very much. Yeah. But how does it feel from your perspective? I mean, uh, if I look at it, uh, when we were actually all together somewhere, I don't know, setting up a show or something, okay. mm-hmm. then I think it's kind of uh, English is the work language, mm. and then Estonian is the fucking around language. Okay, yeah, that's a good way to put it, sure. Sort of. Mm. Uh, so if you look at it, like, sure, a lot of inf- information, like, passes you, mm. but if you, like, like break it down then most of that information is uh, about daniel's mullet <laughs> or something like that right exactly the real issue because the real issues of the day okay yeah yeah we yeah need to get on this so yeah, yeah you miss a lot of shitty jokes and awful callbacks <laughs> and personal insults and yeah every now and then a good joke uh but i think because since we've, we've been doing this we've been doing this for so long mm. and everyone started like i I think I'm the only one who started on my own, in a sense. My first show I actually put on myself. Yes, I know. I've seen that's how we found you, that video. Yeah. What was it? It was what it was the plate was it Meat Market then or whatever that no, restaurant no, was? It was Zoom Zoom then it was it's like Pahat Poised or something now. A fat Oh was it in there? Yeah, ah. yeah. A fat guy played pirate songs on a guitar for twenty five minutes and then oh. said now Sander. <laughs> <laughs> people were enjoying their meals and giving me this sort of put sky blues back on what the fuck's going on type of looks it was good i remember yeah because stuart showed me this video and i remember where there was stuart watching going what the fuck is this guy do like is this guy like we're like is he a bit retarded or something <laughs> like what is he oh okay i think we better talk to this guy um so the backstory is yeah that the way that sander and i met is that uh stuart and i had been doing comedy estonia shows i i even forget the times not that long after i guess and then, yeah, just like somehow Stuart found this video of this random Estonian dude who just got up at a restaurant and started to just do some stand-up comedy. And we were like, is this guy nuts? Yeah, He's I, I nuts, right? 25 minutes or something. Right, 25 minutes set, middle of a restaurant. Like. No, no, the thing is, like, there was, I think, 100 people who actually came to see me. We had a Facebook event and it was oh, okay, planned yeah, out yeah. in a sense. But what we didn't really think about it, it's a Friday night in a pretty busy restaurant so most of the people who came to see me didn't get seats yeah uh, a lot of them didn't, didn't get seats and they were kind of standing in the edge and yeah and i was i mean i was just fucking awful 
uh, I, I, oh, yes, I don't have that video anymore. When my computer last died, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Of what? The video of that first set. But wait, but Stuart and I saw it somewhere. Uh, I put it up online, but I've taken it down, oh. down for sure. If there's maybe some way, okay. oh, uh, I mean, way I, back machine I, or some I, sort of I, internet I archive. I posted in in one like this Estonian. It was a thing back then, like an Estonian, uh, uh, Estonian, uh, basically like a humor site, whatever okay, yeah, thingy. Sure. Like in, it was called, I think, Agmaha or something. Uh-huh. That's the only place I couldn't delete it from. So <laughs> if it exists somewhere there, an eight year. Oh, it's coming out later on. There's there's bits you're gonna be apologizing for. There's stuff gonna be. In oh the- yeah. Oh, I say the worst shit there. Oh, here we go. That's the gold mine. The the name of it is uh, like uh, I put it out kind of like a special or type. Like it actually had an, like a name and a theme yeah. and thingy, <laughs> and it was called uh, "Why I Hate You All." <laughs> it was actually me, like pretty much. Uh, <laughs> everything was set up like i asked the crowd something like who who like does something like that whatever activity you know Mm. goes hiking and then i had like a three minute rant about that then i tried to kind of shit on the people who said they go hiking type thing (laughs) the audacity the audacity of Sandro Igas. No, but I've... That I mean, it was like straight... No, and it's brilliant, right? No, I'm just like... That, that still shines through today in like your big dream. You no, always push I, them I all. I do hate them all. Right, yeah. And the straight up, you're going to go, <laughs> I hate you all. 25 minutes, crowded restaurant. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. Hey, with the fucking hiking and the... Yo, I'll tell you what the fuck straight up. And also, it was a political event. Was a political event. Yeah, How, it was what do you a mean? part of uh, one po- politician running his campaign. Like wh- I was helping him run his campaign. Right. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure you know the story, uh, but just to record it in English as well, because I think it's recorded in Estonian somewhere. Anyway, the politician basically. Yeah, uh, uh, I was in a, a fraternity. Uh-huh, they're yeah. called, uh, and he was in that then as well. And he kind of used the uh, young, like the freshman or w- whatever. As pretty much as you know, free, free uh, labor, uh, and we were yeah, running like this cafeteria of his, where the point was, people uh, show up and then he's there and you can talk to him about the issues and whatever. And he also like puts on some shows. You know, we had uh, like this old legendary DJ play and we had a movie night and whatever. Okay. And then we needed something for a uh, whatever night, um, uh, and. Uh, we were kind of drunk and I had been <laughs> writing in like in my drawer for like a year or something and thinking about stand up. But I like there was no open mics, no nothing. So I, I like I just thought about that and watched uh, stand up. I like I didn't really I just wrote some shit. And then I went like uh, pre- pe- being pretty drunk, drunk, like, OK, I'm going to do stand up that night, mm. which was like maybe five, six days away at that point. <laughs> So I started writing my shit and then the kind of weird, it, it's weird that I call it the lucky event, but uh, so I had to do my thing. I think I had to do it on a, um, on a Monday and mm-hmm. a couple of days and I was writing and then I, th- when they, sh- when I actually had the show, then I realized like, oh, okay, I've been writing it like in my drawer, like this funny, sort of funny thoughts, but there's nothing actually in there. 
mm-hmm. and I was fucking panicking and, and I pretty much didn't have the set like on the Sunday night and next night I had to do the show but then on that Sunday there was this uh, legendary I mean legendary all this Estonian people remember uh, legendary might be a bad word because it's a bad thing but there was a fire in a foster home right okay and like 20 kids or something died uh-huh. so the Monday was co- like a national morning day so we i kind of went oh i can't do stand up on a morning day right <laughs> and i got out of the show and it, it was pushed uh, like on a fr- uh, on the next friday and i got the extra couple days and that's the time i actually wrote everything i d- did so it it would have been way worse uh so yeah those kids dying maybe did a huge favor to estonian stand up <laughs> uh hey hey sell your soul <laughs> to the devil doesn't matter hey it doesn't matter hey yeah no i mean <laughs> i didn't start the fire sure i was sad at, like everyone else right. about them but yeah. also <laughs> it truly helped me out personally right. like there there was pretty much nothing that could cancel the show like i was i was going like mm. a few days like okay I, I have to get out of this i need extra time i had no ideas in my mind but how did you think that a show called what was it? I fucking hate you guys all or something is gonna no, be? The event was called still like my first stand up or something. Yeah, but that was kind of your informal title in your yeah. show, yeah. and you hadn't yet quite connected that something called "Hey, I hate all you motherfucks" might not be a good association for a political campaign. I mean, I didn't care about that. Okay, sure, fair enough. Like I wasn't in it for him winning. I was just kind of, hey, you freshman, come help me. Okay, yeah. So it was, yeah, all really like random and sort of this uh, butterfly effect type thingy. Uh, but it all kind of came together, right? Huh? It did. Hey, this is the this is the gayest thing. Is that uh, the only light in this room? It's annoying the shit out of me. Uh, I think that might be the only light. It room, is. Yeah. Oh my God, we've got terrible lighting in this room. I need to get designer in here to do something <laughs> no okay um no i'm good but uh, yeah. i'm gonna answer your original question what like 15 original? minutes back <laughs> what was my original question uh it was about the estonian and the english in the workplace and okay. this whatever grown-up stuff uh my kids dying stuff is way better uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think about the listeners what they want to hear you know uh but anyway uh how we got to it like uh, i did my first show alone and then started doing stuff with you and mm-hmm. everyone else started with comet estonia mm-hmm. so this bilingual is bilingual the word yes, I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. my man uh, <laughs> uh bilingual thing is uh is it's been it's been here from the get-go so mm-hmm. everyone's used to it and it, it's it, it's kind of normal in that sense so it w- I think it would be way, way more different if we all would have started out. There would have been some sort of scene and then an Australian man would show up and, hey, True. let's do comedy. True. But yeah, since like, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that my show, the one I did, was the only show called Stand Up before that. Mm. Like Estonian. Uh, right. And yeah, so so yeah, you kind of got here at a perfect time in that sense because sure. we would have figured something out anyway, and people right, would it was have, coming. Yeah, yeah. So I think there was a lot of people writing in the drawer, like Mikael was, because mm. he started at the open mics pretty much at the from the beginning, 
and a lot of like Christian Yakim and other dudes who were obviously writing uh, way before that mm. and they were just looking for a thingy and you know that I think about it my like original idea after doing the first show and that was so horrible I was like okay I need more comedian comedians so if I would wouldn't have found the uh, open mic at that point I think I would have done my own open mic and, okay yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's how it works so that's comedy right like you need you have a need you fucking just go and do it. That's yeah. typically kind of how, and that's now what we do, right? I mean, you did do that. You do when we fucking let's do it together and let's make open mics. And yeah, let's, yeah. Oh, I liked it so much the other night that we did the tattoo show and then we ran off stage and did a muckle. Oh yeah, straight away. So what we've been doing lately is um, when we do a show somewhere, we just do the show, but then like we try to find another bar afterwards that we can perform in. Um, I think we're trying to like in a big place like London or New York, you'd be doing like four, five, six shows a night, going between comedy clubs, doing spots, jumping in the cab, going to the next place. And uh, I think there's a an extra like something to stand up comedy that we can't quite replicate in Estonia because we don't have that many shows, like that kind of frantic New York style. Yeah. So anytime we can do two shows in a night, like I lose my nut. It's great. Like it's oh, really yeah. fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, we've done like. Two of those, I think, in the last month or yeah, so. Yeah, Vuzu as well. No, Vuzu we did like... Uh, oh, yeah, that, that was meant shows. to be two shows, yeah. Yeah, but in Paterno we did the same thing. That's right. Like yeah. uh, we had, I think, a 7 o'clock show mm. and then we did a, like a 10 o'clock open mic. But what those two have in common is like we have uh, like Merku or Genialistic or whatever and then whatever the partner thing is now called alibi or something yeah alibi they're right, really alibi, good yeah. friends of ours and yeah. they're run by friends and whatever so we can actually get a date on like 12 hours notice yeah yeah uh, it's fun we just hit them up and go like hey can we do a show tonight and they're like sure come along and we're like cool and it's yeah it's really fun that then people come along uh, oh yeah oh yeah the know. funniest part about that is that i actually had like 200 people there in there right. it was fucking nuts yeah 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 it's um it's like very odd sometimes because like we actually kind of like performing like to less people as well. Like it can be fun as well to do that. And it's really odd. Like everywhere else is like open mics are like shitty and small and here like so many people come and oh, I don't know. I never know. I never know quite how to respond. Like I'm always a bit overwhelmed by it. I think, I think I'll always be overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at some point maybe the novelty of it goes away for some people because yeah. we're still kind of writing the new cool thing vibe because there's still maybe i think half the population who has never seen live stand-up more than half the population i think uh in of estonia not the world i have no idea about them <laughs> uh right and so because it's all these kind of things that go up right like things like so stand-up comedy's gone big and i, I was looking even like craft beer and food vans and I was thinking about like, because you'd sold your your burger van recently. Yeah. Um, what do you think like right now it takes to make like as burger vans of all these oh not burger vans also street food vans have have popped up a lot of really quality stuffs out there right now uh, really good stuff. Uh, I saw the way that when I said there's really good stuff there, Sander looked down with a look of disgust. Uh, <laughs> and director's note. That's because he believes that he is fully the greatest chef in the world. No, no, and no, 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 no. This is the first dropouts that we had. This is only a short one. I was asking Sander about what does it take to make 
the burger truck because you know he had the burger van munchies and he was doing good stuff um and now there's a lot of burger vans so i wanted to know from sander what does it take today to make a great burger van let's go back to sander there's two options to uh, how you how you um, i mean not two options but uh how you define a successful burger burger van if successful is by making money then hit all the big events and cheat people out of their fucking money with uh disgusting frozen uh half products uh, and be a lazy fuck <laughs> or uh, the other one is actually just make good food and people will come to you like the day the night with you the two shows in Perno. I, I think I found the best pizza I've ever had in my life oh. in Perno from a little container, like maybe 200 meters from the Fuck venue yeah. of the open mic. Uh, and there is a lot of good stuff, but all of the, uh, like, yeah, mm. it's do you want to make food or you want to make money? But is there a possible to be both then? Like, was it, because it sounds like you can only do one either, like, where's the, how do you strike that balance in the middle? Like, uh, you sort of make some money, but. You don't want to have shitty burgers. Yeah, I, I mean, I think in Estonia, the culture is not there yet. The answer is the client has to be ready to pay for it. Okay. Like a fair price for my burger would have been like something 12 euros something. How much was it? Uh, Five or six. Oh, shit. Okay. And like my own price for it was three. It was super fucking expensive because right. I made every oh, three the the cost of the ingredients. Yeah, cost yeah. is three, and I sold it with five. Shit. And that's, that's not even counting the van. No, no, no. That's just equipment. That's, that. that's just, just the ingredients. Yeah, three bucks for the stuff. Uh, and I mean, I was open for so little. I was kind of starting to raise it up, and like mm. no one minded six, no one minded six and a half, uh, no one minded seven. Mm. But yeah, then I sold it. But the point is, yeah, it, it was so fucking expensive because everything is handmade. Mm. Uh, there is no there's no like uh shortcuts there's no no uh like i pretty much designed the kitchen on how how to make a perfect burger sure so you've then that sounds exactly like you to just go straight for the most artistic perfect this is the one that i want this is the way it's going to be and not worry too much about the commercialness of it which is very much what i can see reflecting in your comedy career as well yeah you just want to do what you want to do yeah and that just means the the money and everything is going to come much much slower, but hopefully over the long term. And I guess it would be the same thing with your burger van. That had that been your priority to keep on doing that, yeah. it would have been a slower burn, a wind up. Pardon me, but hopefully longer yeah. lasting. And no, even with that approach, the days I was open, I mean, I. I did it okay, let's say. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we had a like a really huge sort of increase in shows the same time I built the van, mm. which is sort of, I just had to make the decision, am I doing stand-up or am I doing something else? How long did it take you to make that decision? Um, not too long, uh, mm. but it took me a while to actually sort of get to selling the van or doing something with it because i for for a long time i tried to like i uh, i can't remember how many people like kind of try uh, trained and worked with them mm. to see could they take over but no one could make a burger to my standards <laughs> so 
I had to sell it. Okay. But no, since the recipe was really good and everyone wanted to buy it and the sale was pretty easy and I just got out of it and now someone else is making my burger and I haven't tried it yet, but it, I hope it. I, I, they've, they've been trained by me. They've seen how I made it, so they should be able to make a Sander burger. So whenever I go, th- go there, I hope they still make it. But I'd like to see that, yeah. I see what you mean, though, about... Because it wouldn't even work like you, what you were trying to do is say like, okay, I'm going to put someone else to work in the van and I'll just kind of manage them or something. But that would still be work, right? That would yeah. still be a lot of stuff where you've had to make this choice now and go, I'm just going to do stand-up. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I guess you could see already by that stage that the, the stand-up was going all right, but the burgers, like you'd built this friggin' van, you know, you'd like come this far with it. Yeah, but I mean, that was the coolest part of it, and it's it's been my lifelong dream to have a food truck yeah. and to to make a perfect burger, uh-huh. to make the statement <laughs> like this is a fucking burger, because in Estonia, like there's a lot of good food, there's not a lot of good burgers. Like in Tartu at the moment, the most resemblant thing of an actual burger is the big taste in big uh, in McDonald's, really? which is which says fucking a lot. What else we got? We got Illegard. Nah, we got. Hey, Ulitz is opening up. Oh, fuck that place! <laughs> but they, <laughs> at but least. What else, I'm, though, I'm, I'm so mad at them. Because mm. when they opened up in whatever Mustama, it was a perfect joint. We went there, like, every other day. Mm. And uh, the same, like, they, ma- they made the choice. Okay, people love it. Like, let's broaden the brand. Mm. The food suffered horribly. But, I mean, obviously, they kept on going with it. And people liked their stuff and whatever. But me, as, like, a, a burger friend, I had this perfect, perfect burger in Tallinn I knew both of the chefs like because they only had two shifts so whenever I walked in they asked me do you want a regular I said yes I want a regular and I got got a perfect fucking burger but whenever the second one opened up and then the third one and then now they have food trucks and whatever and Mm. yeah so they couldn't scale it right I'm fascinated by this idea like how like take something I'm fascinated by the because like to me the, the food truck is a little bit of art right it's not quite just a business there's an art because it's there's like the skill of the chef as well you can't just like replicate it like hire someone right that so it's a little bit artistic so you just got this classic case of something artistic growing too fast and you can't necessarily control the speed that you grow your artistic business yeah like i where am i gonna (laughs) get that many chefs from how am i going to ramp up and make sure i can serve the fresh uh, ingredients to yeah. five vans now instead of just one. That actually, I imagine, is quite a lot more work. Yeah, my my idea was to build like one sort of actual kitchen somewhere in the middle of Estonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the like the sauces, ev- every everything we hand make is made there, mm-hmm. not in every truck individually. Okay. So that kind of because uh, sure. I've seen the McDonald's movie and I know how they were. <laughs> it's good, good researching. Yeah, that's no, right, but yeah, have yeah. you actually seen it? Uh, no, I haven't. The founder. No. Uh, oh right, that's really good. What's his name? Ray Ray Croc. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, for me it was yeah actors. I didn't. didn't oh, okay, I, I knew right. I think two people or something in there, sure. but because it was about McDonald's, I watched it and <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Right. Just to see how uh, like. Uh, how hard they struggled with the same thing how to manage the quality if mm. you branch out because that that's that's their thing like every big mac you get is pretty much the same around the world right. obviously yeah if you go to the mustama one there might be the 
not so well spo- is, uh, speaking Estonian people who are lazy and whatever. And there's some places and like th- it's kind of weird. Uh, I think it comes down to like how uh, how good the quality of life is in a country. Because mm. like in Egypt, if you go to a McDonald's, it's perfectly clean. Uh, the burgers are perfectly made. They're super nice too. Because there, McDonald's is a really good job. Uh, okay, but he- yeah. but here, it's pretty much a shitty job. So, so pff, it kind of goes it kind of goes down. But they still manage to keep it because uh, every ingredient is made in their whatever thingy, and they mm. so aut- automate the process. Right, like that's their whole thing. The yeah. workers do just the stacking. Just the stacking of the burger. That's all the workers do. They don't do any of the cooking. Nothing. That's all autom- automated. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it was really cool how how when they started out how to, how to how to yeah uh, how to keep quality while branching out. Mm. And yeah, that was also my problem. Not even branching out, but just getting myself out of the kitchen, like because uh, it was all so built around me mm. uh, and how I cook food and like right. And you become the bottleneck, right? That's the problem. You get one person. Yeah. It all relies on you. And also, you're supposed to be running a business too. Yeah. Thinking about marketing. I don't know how we're going to get a new van, logistics, all this crap. And you got to make the special sauce too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, clean it and actually drive the van somewhere, mm. somewhere set all of that up. And right. yeah, shitload, shitloads of work. And I mean... I kind of had the idea. Of, fuck it. I'm gonna just sell it for a ten- for a tenner, and people are there's there's enough people who appreciate good food. Sure. But I I yeah, I didn't have the the audacity. <laughs> um, and that also that's the same as the way you think about like tickets, right? And the way we think about comedy tickets as well. We don't feel like we want to charge a lot for tickets. We don't have the audacity. I don't know. I just like it. Maybe. Maybe it's the same thing. Like I just keep thinking about it from someone buying, someone's yeah. buying a ticket. You know, yeah. like like, well, how do I buy things? I'm a fucking tight ass. Like, yeah, exactly. I go, uh, like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, twenty euros to see to see someone who was also born in Tartu. Nah, <laughs> I love that your criteria. Same town as me. Fuck that guy. I'll be impress someone from another town. No, hey, if this was New York, <laughs> sure. But you kind of get what I mean. Like even in Australia, you're from whatever you're from a new 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 South, new South Wales. Oh, yeah. that's the place. I have no idea where that is. Uh, but I'm guessing from a rather small town, maybe. No. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I know I keep saying it, but it literally is like home and away. Okay, but how many people in the town? Look, I'm not good with people. Okay. I really like five thousand, ten thousand, uh, hundred thousand. It's like uh well, it's like it, it is like Six. a vi- like a Villandi. <laughs> like Villandi, three thousand, awesome. Okay. Uh so I think you had the same thing. Like if someone from Sydney came in touring and the tickets thirty bucks, okay. Mm-hmm. But if the if the dude you went to this like you have sure. one high school, you went to the same high school, mm-hmm. oh you make music now, you want twenty bucks, fuck you. You get a fiver, or you don't get anything. Well, yeah, yeah, we had that as well. Like even the band Silverchair uh, is an Australian band, really famous at the time. They were number one, or and they were coming from a school nearby. Yeah, and we were like, "Fuck those guys for <laughs> no good reason. Why? Just but like also yeah. fuck those guys. Yeah, man. but fuck those guys. They had a great single, and now." <laughs> Yeah, years later you look back and you go, actually that stuff was pretty good. A little bit childish, but pretty good. <laughs> and uh, but no, it was just like at the time, like it took me years to detach from that. 
fucking dumb high school thinking of like fuck these guys at other school only dicks go to that other school yeah but as it turns out reverse high school thinking works because a lot of people might be i mean i think yeah we would get away with charging more Mm. but i think i mean my i don't do anything to make money i decided that a long time ago if i wanted to make money i would have probably gone in it right right i'm good at math that's sure that's it's pretty much down to learning it and i mean yeah sure just just out of the level like in estonia in tartu i mean from my high school i think 15 of the guys went to it they all own their houses by now oh yeah yeah for sure obviously right uh but yeah i mean just think about all these private shows that we do and we perform in front of people and we're all like you've all got more money than me Ah. Yeah. Oh, Mikael did the joke last year in Paide, which is not a good, like a big city. <laughs> we were uh, on the window looking at the parking lot and like the parking lot was full and he told me, you know, there's a room full of people and your car's the shittiest. <laughs> and then I looked out and it was fucking true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, since the, for me, the goal is is not to make money. Mm. Uh and I like the expression, like the the auditorium decides uh, if if it's good, if it's worth something, the money will come, and mm. you won't miss out. Like m- you won't hear a successful artist saying, "Shit, why didn't I sell out sometime early in my career?" <laughs> you never hear them say that. Uh, and uh, I think I think that sort of yeah, like uh, gradually. I mean, ticket prices. Obviously, you look look what's going on anyway. You like mm. there's no need to be like unreasonably low when you have to make ends meet. And I mean, right. So the artist still needs to get paid. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't have to be like I don't get. Uh, but I think it came f- with internet. The I, the notion like i do something i'm a singer now uh <laughs> i i do my one song i put it up on youtube i'm a singer that's okay you can always have that after your name yeah pay me for singing you know yeah. and even with comedy like i see people they do like maybe two mics with us and then they don't get it they like do their own separate five euro ticket show like i'm a comedian now mm-hmm. where is my money but I look at, yeah, I'm now, what, eight years in? Mm-hmm. And okay, now some money is coming in and I'm fucking grateful. But I, w- I was ready for it to take way, way longer. Mm. And I mean, yeah, the money we're talking about is pretty much making ends meet, not this right. some sort of luxurious show business type life. I mean, I, I live in my parents' house and so on. <laughs> we are still, yeah, right. We're in the room with the Charles Barkley wallpaper. We're really yeah. living the dream. I think that was that's the big part is getting getting everyone just up to a basic level. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah, we all accept, hey, you don't have to be fancy, but just as long as everyone's all right, then you can stop freaking out. And I think that's um like a lesson, I think, for like young artists. Just get to a basic level. That's all you're going to need to get to. Like what you want to do is just get to a level that you're not worried for your money. Yeah. At least. Or never try show business true that can be the other way or have a day job okay and not quit it or then like my thing is was like i found something as you know being a chef i found a thingy and i got uh, like far enough with it that 
any day that if you told me tomorrow, hey, the comedy thing's over, then cool. Mm. I'd call up some people and I'd have a job in whatever kitchen in a in a couple of weeks. And let's say two years, I'd be the he- somewhere a bit up sure. there and, you know, make you a comfortable living. So having this uh, this actual kind of not reliable but sort of sort of reliable or actual, you know so that's the end of the episode as i said rather than throwing it out i'll just give you the 50 minutes there's going to be more to come we're definitely going to talk to sander again as we close out first of all thank you all for listening if you got to the end of this you are a miracle worker i still can't believe the people listen to the crap that i put out Thank you very much for listening. If you want to follow me, Lewis Zezarin on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't give a fuck. Just follow it all. It's all good. So you're going to find me there. we got Comedy Estonia shows coming up. Uh, not so many this week, but lots coming up. We've got tours. You can check all the events on our Facebook page or Pileta Levy if you want to buy a ticket. And to close it out, I've got this final bit. For some reason, the end of the episode, I got these last few minutes of us in. And we're talking about that I was walking down the street and I saw Tunis Ninametz driving the Nina Mobile, the Nina Metz Mobile, uh, the Skoda with his name down the side. And I'm fascinated by the idea of driving around with a car with your name on the side. I think it's a very interesting question to ask people. Would you do that? Because you go, oh, that's your name on the side of a car. But then you go, uh, it's a fucking car. That's a car. What are you going to do? What sort of car would compel you to drive around with your name on the side of it? Or maybe you don't give a fuck. Maybe you're like, here's my name, bitches. I don't give a shit. I'm putting it out there. I'm going to talk about this more in the future. So let's end the episode with me and Sander. See you next week. Thank you. You were very smart to walk away from the mic. <laughs> oh, no. I think the mic got all of that. No, I'm trying to be. I, God damn. I said I was trying to be everybody, but... Uh, but no, it's true. No, but no, yeah, anyway, I agree. This... I don't think he recognized me though. He didn't see me. I was kind of hoping yeah. maybe Tunis would give me a wave. Or so. I was hoping for a yeah, wave. He don't. He, he don't know you, baby. He doesn't. No. But no, they do. They know who we are. If someone, you can delete this from the end and just roll <laughs> credits. But if someone in Estonian show business by now doesn't know who you are, then he's pretty bad at his job, I think. Because hmm, yeah. Y- Everyone can ask Pilatelevi for statistics, you know, as as uh, Daniel very very lovely, uh, very uh, lovingly put it, you know, check your references, man. <laughs> that is the best piece of crowd work. Someone from the crowd try to help him by saying, you know, there is no trams in Tartu, and he just went check your references. <laughs> Mr. Journalist these days, I'm a big journalist from Otto. Slap you down. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I mean, you can say, I think you can say whatever the fuck you want at the end of this podcast, because if anyone has made it this far, I will be surprised. I'll be thankful. Maybe we should just say stuff as we're, well, I don't know. We could tell all the secrets about all the Some new good artists that are If coming. you made it so far. If you made it so far. Good gossip, good gossip. Who has the biggest dick? Daniel, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we've all seen it though. Maybe that's just because we've all seen it. True, 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 true. Most of the time. And when he's, you know, he's sitting around, he's growing a mullet, 
you know, he shits his pants. That's what he does. I don't know. Look, that's just what. Look, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. I don't know. Look. Okay. Oh, it's so bad. Did you make it to the end? Look, all I'm just wait. Like, we'll just say stuff. And look, whoever comments me and says I made it to the end of the podcast, I'm gonna buy you like a beer or a coffee or something. Yeah, and Daniel, we're super sorry. <laughs> and sorry for the English, everyone. <laughs> oh, good. All right, let's go down and watch some Dota and shit. All right. All Thanks right. for having me, man. Thanks very much. See you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>